Hello, and welcome back to The Haunting Podcast. I'm your host, Tegan. And I'm Jordan. Today, I thought it would be fun to just do a couple interesting wet Reddit stories. You know, a lot of these actually really creep me out, and it's really hard to scare me. So I'm kind of excited to tell you guys these today. I have the first story for you today. It's The Walking Dead. I do not have a Reddit user for this one, though. So... Let's get into it. I'm a psychiatric nurse, and early in my career, I worked at a, at a residential mental health facility. One of our residents was an elective mute, which means he didn't slash wouldn't slash couldn't talk. But there was no medical reason as to why. He had spoken earlier in his life and, in fact, seemed quite normal back then, with the exception of being close to seven feet tall. He'd been raised in the Deep South and joined the military when he was 19, but one night he vanished. He was declared AWOL and eventually was declared missing and dead. Ten years later, a seven-foot-tall man walked into the VA hospital emergency room in my part of the Midwest and said to the receptionist, quote, My name is Marion Duchene, not a real name, and I've been dead for ten years. Those were the last words he ever spoke. He was covered with dust and he was wearing the same clothes he had been reporting to be wearing when he vanished. His social security number had not been used and he had no identification on his person. However, they were able to identify him, I guess, via fingerprints. The family was notified, but they said they had already grieved their lost man and that whoever was claiming to be him simply could not be. They demanded not to be contacted again. Marion paced all day every day, moving his mouth that looked like talking or muttering, but no sound ever came out. He had an unnerving habit of throwing his head back with his mouth wide open as if he were laughing heartily, but not even a breath could be heard. If I talked to him, he appeared to listen, periodically throwing his head back in that laughter-mimicking way of his. Various medications were tried, and they did not affect him, either positively or negatively. Occupational therapy did nothing, because Marianne would just grin, and unless told to stay put, he'd get up and start pacing again. On my last day of the job, the last thing I saw was him pacing in the parking lot, throwing his head back to, quote-unquote, laugh. Later, I wondered all along if I had been dealing with a ghost. In all these years, I still don't know. Whoa, that's spooky. It's also really sad. Like It it, it is sad. Like If he wasn't a uh, ghost, could you imagine your family just being like, no, we mourned you already? You are dead to yeah, us. It's, it's it's already over, Chief. Like, what the hell, man? That's so rude. It is pretty rude, I won't lie. Shout out to psychiatric nurses, because they deal with some shit. They do. What about you, Jordan? What do you well, have for us? I got one called Evicted by a Ghost. This, unfortunately, doesn't have, doesn't have a username either. I can't even imagine. Shortly after college, I got married. We immediately moved into a basement apartment, because that's all that was available within our budget. The place had a poltergeist, and my wife was terrified. Whatever resided there with us made it clear it wanted to live alone. Dishes, glasses, and other items would fly off the shelf. My wife was hit several times. 
There was always an ominous feeling like we were being watched. At night, when we walked through the apartment in the dark, there would be insanely bright flashes of light that would illuminate the entire room. One night while we were going to bed, as soon as my wife and I walked into the bedroom, we heard a voice from nowhere say, my name, move. My wife looked at me and I looked at her and I said, Lally, you got it, bud. Me. That would have been me, by the way. That really would have been you. We moved out two days later and stayed with family. The old lady who owned the place died a few months later and the house was torn down. It is still an empty lot to this day. Nothing but grass and a tree. I still drive by it every now and again. You wouldn't even need it to tell you to leave. You would just go. As soon as someone got hurt, yeah, I'm out. I'm sorry. Peace. <laughs> Bye. Peace. I don't think you would drive by it, though. Uh, maybe a, like some morbid curiosity of what happened to it. I still occasionally... I one time found myself accidentally driving by the St. Charles house without even realizing it for a minute. It's calling that was you weird. back. Oh, no, I'm not doing that shit. Calling you back. No, we don't do that here. <laughs> <laughs> so, the next story that we have for you is called The Phantom Patient. This is by the Reddit user Zerbo. The ambulance company that I used to work for had a, quote, haunted, unquote, ambulance. Rig 12. A lot of EMTs had stories about it, but I never put much stock in paranormal stuff. That is, until I had my own experience with Rig 12. My partner and I were working in a rural community at 3 a.m., and it was pitch dark and completely quiet. We both were dozing. I was in the driver's seat, and she was in the passenger seat. I woke up to a muffled voice, but I thought it was my partner talking. I told her I was trying to sleep and closed my eyes. I distinctly heard a male voice say, Oh my God, am I dying? Followed by a few seconds of heavy breathing. My partner and I sat up straight and looked in the back of the patient compartment where it sounded like the voice had come from. Things were quiet for a couple of seconds. Then we heard the click of an oxygen bottle regulator and a hiss as if it was leaking. I turned on the lights and we ran out of the rig. I thought a transient might have climbed in while we were asleep, so I opened the rear doors. No one was there. I checked the oxygen bottles. Neither was open. We didn't sleep much after that. I mean, at that point, I'd just be questioning my career choice. I wouldn't want to finish. Uh, yeah, I definitely wouldn't want to finish my uh, my shift. Yeah, no, I'd be like, uh, I'm not going into that I'm rig not, again. I'm not doing this. Yeah, I'm not doing that anymore. This ain't They'd it. be like, hey, man, uh, your shift's on rig 12. I'd be like, no, no, I'm good. no, no, I'm good. No, no, oh, I'm coming down with the cold. <clears throat> I don't think I'm good. <clears throat> when you just start getting mysteriously ill all the time all the time and it's just like eventually they'll catch on when they notice it's it's always it's happening only rig 12 yeah you know that's the kind of stuff that like you hear those kind of stories about and then you find out that they've just changed you know they say oh we'll get rid of rig 12 but they really just like take it away for a few days change the number on it and bring back like oh we got a new one transfer transferring Transfer. They trick me like that. Transferring. There is no trust in that uh, place. No trust. Could you imagine? Oh, no, I'm good. I'm good, too. All right. So my story, my next story is The Boy With No Eyes by Reddit no. user KMendo04. I mean, just already from the title, I'm going to have to just have a pass on this one. 
Trust me. It'll be okay. You're acting like this is some paranormal podcast or something. <laughs> it's not spooky. What are you talking one about? We're just days, talking. One of these days, we're just going to manifest haunted energy. Don't say that. I'm just, I'm Don't just say telling that. you. Don't say that. I was actually uh, reading The Lesser Keys of Solomon. I was hoping... I was like telling myself, oh, I hope I don't manifest any of these demons it keeps talking about. Like, yeah, if we could not. Like Mammon or like Pyman. Oh, okay. Let's just say their names on a podcast. Let's just, let's do that. Uh, it's fine. It's, it's is fine. it? Is it? It's fine. I don't know. Anyway, the boy with no eyes. One night when I was 10, I was woken up by Staging my bedroom door opening, <laughs> followed by someone sitting on my bed. I felt my leg grazed. And the bed sink under a person's weight. It's just my mom, I thought. And I opened my eyes. It was not my mom. I found an eyeless boy. He had black, empty sockets. About my age, sitting at the foot of my bed. He extended his hand. And in it was a little box. I was startled, but reached out. He pulled back. I reached again and said, give it. Then I blinked. And when I reopened my eyes, he was gone. But I could still see the imprint where he sat on my bed. Fast forward five years. My girlfriend came over to do homework. After she finished, she took a nap while she waited for her parents. When they arrived, I tried waking her up. She opened her eyes suddenly, looking up at the corner where the wall met the ceiling. She pointed there and went back to sleep. I shook her again. She came to full consciousness, and I explained what she had done. She looked haunted. Up on the wall, I saw a little boy with no eyes. He was there, in a Spider-Man pose, staring at me. Oh, my God. No. I freaked out and told her my story about the same kid. Fast forward another five years. I was with the same girlfriend, and we had a two-year-old. We were living in my parents' house in my old room. My daughter started waking up at the same time every night, and she'd talk. After a while, I noticed she had almost the same conversation every night. I playfully asked her once whom she was talking to, and she said, It's a little boy. He's nice. He's lost and looking for his mommy. My daughter's nightly conversations continued until we got our own place later that year. What the hell? <laughs> At least they got mean? their own place. Later that year? I'd be moving out the next day. Look, I'm not saying that they're necessarily in like a financial situation to be moving out. I'm living behind trash cans. I mean, a tent in the backyard at that yeah, point. Yeah, literally anything, anything. I am not It's waking like the beautiful lady boy. Again. No. Kind of mm, is. No, I, I mean, I get what you're saying, but no. Blue for lady. <laughs> Blue for lady. I'm not laughing because it's funny. I'm laughing because it's terrifying. Just like our next story, which is actually one of my biggest fears. As Jordan knows, but our lovely viewers do not, I like to sleep with my feet Firmly tucked underneath a blanket. I am the complete opposite. And this story is one of the reasons why. Okay, so this story is called Little Hands by Reddit user Patatin Spacehook. I've never lived in a haunted house, but my mother did as a teen. Other houses on her street had strange things going on too. A few homes away from her lived a family. One night, the daughter went to bed with a bad headache. The next day, she was dead. She passed away from an aneurysm. After the funeral, the family went away to get their minds off the tragedy, and the father asked my uncle, my mom's brother, to check in on their pets. My mom and dad, who were dating at the time, went with him. My mother had heard 
there was a grand piano and she wanted to play it. My dad was studying to be a veterinarian. After entering the house, my uncle and my father headed to the basement to see the animals and my mother went to the piano on the ground floor. She was playing it when she felt something brush against her ankles. She thought a cat must have left the basement and walked past her, so she kept playing. And then she felt it again. She looked under the piano and saw nothing. When she started again, she felt hands clasp around her legs tightly. She dashed to the basement door, called my uncle and father, and waited for them. Back outside, my uncle could tell my mom was rattled and asked what was wrong. She told him what had happened, and he turned white. He told her the daughter who had died used to play a game with her father. When he played the piano, she would crawl underneath and grab his ankles and push his feet up and down on the pedals. That's spooky but sad. I know, it is sad when a child dies, but uh, still, child, adult, angel, demon, anything... Basically, don't be don't, grabbing at my ankles. Don't grab her Don't feet. grab my feet. Don't grab my ankles. For starters, I don't care if you are living dead or a zombie. You will get kicked in the face. My re- first reaction will be to... I, this, is why, this is why we can't have kids. Because if we have kids... And I'm sleeping, and our child—they're gonna child, touch your ankle, and you're just gonna stop. I'm just gonna rest, like just you? like bash them just with my foot. I'm not even. I gonna mean, try. how easily spooked you are! I'm not shocked. Yeah, I'm not even gonna be like trying to just react like that. That's just how my body is naturally going to react. I'm just gonna like kick our kid. You'll be fine. Just don't be so paranoid. Maybe don't listen to the podcast so often. I, just kidding. Always listen. <laughs> Everyone listen to the podcast. Yes. Join us. Join us. Join us here on our podcast. And join us next week. That's right, guys. That's it for the night. So have a good night. Stay spooky. Stay spooky, guys. See you next week. This has been The Haunting Podcast. Do you have an idea for an episode or just want to leave a comment and say hi? Visit our website at thehauntingpodcast.com for this, show notes, and other extras. Thank you for listening, and have a good night.